Hey, welcome to Aki Ichabod's Weird, Weird Wrestling Live from Grand Fork's Best Source. I am Aki Ichabod, and tonight we're going to be talking about TNS. Some great times, some horrible times, we're going to talk about them all. So, we have a special guest on tonight, and your name is Rob, right? Yes. Rob, well, what? Either way, either way it works for me. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. But first, before we do that, we need to make a shout out to our friends at River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner and a movie destination. In the River Mall in East Grand Forks, either dine inside the movie memorabilia-backed restaurant, the Shire, or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Night Swim, The Boys in the Boat, and Trolls Band Together. The complete showtimes online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday $5 movie special all day long and the 515 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family-owned and operated. You know, they they still got to bring the wizard his, uh, his stroganoff, so he'll be happy. But it sounds like a good time there at River Cinema. He's running a tab up, so they're just going to bring him, like, five orders all at once. So, Well, I, c- I could use some stroganoff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. But, no, I, I, I reached out to Robert here to have him on Weird Wrestling this week because he's, like, the most dedicated, loyal TNA Wrestling slash Impact Wrestling fan that I know. You've been sticking with the, the product thick and thin. I've kind of had my spells keeping up with TNA Impact Wrestling over the years. I was really dedicated to it until about, we're talking a little bit before the show, until when Hogan and Bischoff came in about a year in, and then I kind of had, kind of kept up with it a few shows a, a week here, or a few weeks, a uh, few shows a year here and there, uh, make highlights and all that. But Robert, uh, I guess before we get in, into things, we're, today's a good day we're doing we're wrestling this month on tna wrestling because they just rebranded from for several years they were impact wrestling they rebranded from tna wrestling to impact wrestling because of all the connotations with the tna name is you know it's total non-stop action wrestling but everyone always associated with you know tits and ass yada 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 so that's why they rebranded impact but just earlier this month they rebranded back to tna wrestling yeah i think oh. also a lot of it had to do with it, the bad name that TNA had because they kept switching back and forth and management and doing all that bad stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. So does it seem like a good time to go back to for them making their case going back to TNA wrestling? Uh, they did a really good video package saying it's about time to, to go back to their roots, right? Yes. And I think, yeah, I think it is a good time for them to do because that their new president has been doing a really great job with them the last couple of years. That's Scott DeMore. Can I ask yes, Scott, Scott DeMore is the main guy running T, uh, TNA Wrestling. Now, you remember him from Team Canada, Icky? I think so. Yep. yep. Is, is Russo still writing for them? Or oh, no? he stopped. Yeah, he, no. he had like a long run from like about a decade or so, right? For the um, better part of a decade? Yeah, but I know he's not with them nowhere. Yep. Yeah, it's just mostly that Scott DeMore that's the main guy and the writer, so. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, they've had quite a run, and and uh, yeah, what and it was that their hard to kill pay per view from uh, mid January or so, where they officially went back to the TNA name, right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, what and, and you know, interesting enough, they partnered with the uh, uh, with the uh, is it the the main umbrella group that WWE is a part of uh, TKO Holdings or Endeavor the Endeavor, Endeavor part yep, Endeavor that does their streaming yeah. services now. 
Yeah, and they rebranded their streaming service from Impact Plus to TNA Plus. It's pretty much their version of the WWE Network. Well, I know, like, IFC, I think it was, or Fuse. It's a channel on a satellite uh, would show Impact Wrestling, like, hour-long Impact episodes. Oh, yeah. So, r- right now, they're on uh, Access, right? Yes. And that, that's what I'm talking yep. about. Access, yeah. yes. And they, and they also own Impact Wrestling. They also, yeah, that's the company that owns them. Is the same company well, that owns Axis, whatever. Is it still Anthem that owns them? Is that the name of the company? Yes. Yep. I, I just have to say this outright. Mm-hmm. I am not a Hardy Boys fan. Oh, and I did not like when Matt Hardy overtook this company and made <laughs> mad Matt Hardy because there was a storyline. We talked about this before before we went on air where that. They said if the Hardy Boys don't win a match, a volcano is going to go up. It's like, that is stupid. <laughs> yeah, why, yes. why don't we kick things off? We're, we're just pretty much going to all talk about a random TNA moment. could be a weird moment. could be a great moment. could be a what-the-heck-were-they-thinking moment. And, Icky, you said the, the, what was it, the, the broken universe of the Hardys. Yes. Why, why, you, don't, you didn't fall for their volcano shtick? <laughs> no, I didn't. I, 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 was, I was like watching. It's like, oh, okay, wrestling's on. You know, I'm going to watch wrestling. And then they had that skit. And it just was weird. And even at the beginning of the skit, there was another skit previously where all the wrestlers are fighting like in, in like a field. And it was like an elimination match or something like that. Uh, yeah, their Hardy Battleground. It was at their house, whatever they had that. They called lake it the compound? Reju- yeah, right? the Hardy compound and they had the Lake of Re- Rejuvenation, whatever, when the... One, two, three, group came back and everything. And Shane, remember Shane Helms oh, became three back. Count. Three count. Yes. Shane Helms went back to three count because so, he worked for the company at that time. So. Well, I, I didn't yeah. like, uh, it, I, I think, you know, Matt or Jeff Hardy was was called Itchweed for a while or Inchweed or something like I remember that. Remember, he, he went to Willow or he went Brother to Willow and then he was Brother, brother Nero. Yeah, brother Nero. Because they, they were doing, because he called him a spot fest well, guy. There was this character called Itchweed back Back in the day on TNA. I guess I'm drawing a blank and on that one. he would use a, a, a uh, weed whacker, which is, you know, it's like, cool, this guy's going to use a weed whacker. It's going to be like combat zone wrestling. But it was nothing like that. It's just and a witty just name. a prop. Oh, yeah. No, I thought those, you know, for, their, for when they first, I want to say Impact Wrestling TNA, uh, they were... I believe on the least, if they weren't the first, they were the first company to bring it to prominence. The whole cinematic, quote unquote, yes. cinematic storytelling that the Hardys uh, made, made kind of, because that got a lot of buzz, a lot that, of traction on YouTube views. I really liked uh, the, uh, the who, who was that uh, pastor dude who wore red? Uh, Sinister Minister was his name. Oh, what was his uh, name in Impact Wrestling? Uh, uh, something oh. Mitchell, uh, right? James Father, Mitchell. Yep, James Mitchell. Father yep. James Mitchell. Yeah, Father James Mitchell. Yeah. He's still there every so often. So, yeah, he's been there, like, with fun. Abyss, and then he was yeah. with, like, um, Rosemary, and he's with uh, he's been with quite a few people on there. So, so very, I dig that... Were you a fan of the cinematic uh, storytelling? I liked the Hardy. Yeah. I, I, liked I, I liked it because it was like different at that time. Nobody yeah. else was doing it, and they, you know, it was weird. It was not real wrestling. Was but... it weird? 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 <laughs> it was. Well, and well, they had so many awesome, like you're referencing three count, so many deep cuts for all the ardent wrestling fans. Yes, and then the the guy who did the lawnmower, you know, and then they had the drone flying yeah. around and everything. They had all that stuff, and I can't remember. Vanguard was yeah, the drone. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Two, two, two wor- or three words that I got to bring up when I think TNA. Dr. Stevie Richards. Oh, yeah, oh, that's yes. right. <laughs> yeah, his, his, what was he, like the psychiatrist for Abyss? Was yes. that it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, Stevie Richards, 
Gosh, yeah. Well, it seemed like almost every wrestler that got released from WWE for like a good like decade, decade and a half, almost TNA would snatch them up. Yes, well, AEW is snatching. That's up what. Yeah, now too. that was sort of what. Yeah, now that's AEW snatching them up because they can they can pay better than TNA. Well, here's can. the funny thing about it: like uh, CM Punk got kicked out of WWE, then he went to AEW, then he went back to WWE. Cody Rhodes left WWE. Went to AEW, went back to WWE. I'm, I'm just waiting for Daniel Bryan to just, you know, like jump ship or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. I think he's talking about retiring this year sometime, right? Yeah. And then I think he's just going to work in the back. Yeah. So, I know. I think he said he has like one more year left in I him. I think he said he was going to retire after their London show, whatever, whatever, all out. So, so Robert, uh, Icky touched on the, the cinematics storytelling of the broken universe. What's a, a big TNA moment you'd like to cover? I think the, big, the biggest moment I can think of a TNA is when um, the Dudleys um, put Dixie Carter through a table. Like, yeah. Because they built it up for yeah. so long. You know, it was they like were, several months. Were they called yes. the Dudleys or were they called Team 3D? They were Team team? 3D. Because the Dudley boy, the, the, that, the, the rights well, to yeah. that name was owned by WWE. Yes. But it was originally owned by ECW, but WWE owns. Yeah. owns I, I think everyone still called them the Dudleys I think yeah, much, they were, yeah. Well, they were, still like, they were still the Dudleys, but their team was 3D. Well, yeah. They were, they were bu- Brother Ray and Brother Devon, and then but, Brother Devon right. went off and joined Aces and Eights, if I remember right. They were both in Aces and Eights. No, yeah. that's, that's, that was a great... That was a great. Yeah, I, I remember that because well, what they built it up for like just you know why are they building up slamming Dixie through a table for several months? Yeah, because they had to get all of her like little people around here to go through the table first, and then they finally got her through the table. Whatever. Well, didn't they put Moolah or May Young through a table in uh, WWE? Oh, yep. Yeah, yes, true. They did. Yes, but like they, you know, Dixie Carter, she was the main, the former owner of the uh, ownership group of TNA Wrestling, what, Panda Energy, and... Uh, I like pandas. A, and she was, a, she was, a, <laughs> yeah, these these were the good pandas, not the one that sue wrestling companies, these are the ones that own wrestling companies. Yes, yes. Uh, No, but, yeah, well, they made her, they, they went with the old tried and true evil owner gimmick, right? Yes. How did you did. like Dixie Carter's evil owner? I did like her as an evil owner, because she was, you know, she just kept trying to, like, I think she tried too hard to compete with WWE and not... You know, like at first, you know, they were good being like the second main company, but then they tried too hard to compete with WWE. And if it didn't work out after like a couple months, then she would change who the writers and the management was over and over again. Yeah. So it, you know what that reminds me of, kind of? Sonya Deville from WWE. Like the kind evil of a, owner kind of thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess she was kind of like the evil GM for a while. She had her run. Yeah. Yes, yeah. when she was out for a while. Yes. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. Did did the moment all the build up live up to her getting slammed through the table? Oh yes, yep. it did. Yes, I know because you never expect the owner, like especially a female owner, to get get put through a table like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, you got to realize that the owner of ECW or Paul Heyman has almost gone through tables multiple mm-hmm. times from Brock Lesnar and all this stuff. Yes. Uh, well. Yeah, I thought I think that's a great moment. That was actually I I got so many moments uh, here to. Uh, there's no way we're going to cover them all. Maybe maybe we could do a part two down the line. But one I'll bring up. I kind of got them our for people watching the video version of the show. Here I got a little TNA wrestling collage with the roster members. I want to give a shout out 
for them when, them when they launched the Knockouts division, when they went to two hours a few years into their run on uh, Spike TV. And they started it off with 10. Uh, they, you know, WWE at the time called their lady wrestlers uh, Divas. Uh, TNA called theirs Knockouts. It's still the Knockouts title today. And at the time, it really raised the bar for women's wrestling in North America. Like, I think that was kind of like, that paved the way for WWE for eventually doing their whole Empowered movement. Oh, for, I think so, yes. I yeah. think they were the beginning of the women's revolution. Well, yeah, the women's no, revolution. And, and I just want to give a, a quick shout-out. I got some of the wrestlers behind me, but some of their main ones. Uh, was it Madison Rain, uh, Beautiful People, uh, Amazing, yeah. Awesome Kong, Great Runs. So many, so many. Uh, Gail Kim. Yeah, Gail Kim. A lot of uh, WWE lady wrestlers uh, who only had like a year or two in the spotlight in WWE found second or third lives in, in TNA wrestling. Mickey James, Gail Kim, they just killed it in well, TNA you know, wrestling. You know what really has really good women's wrestling? Uh, there's two things I want to say. There's uh, Rince Russo was writing storylines for this new promotion called Bitch Slap back in the day, which is just all ladies wrestling. But the, if you really want to see some really good ladies wrestling out there, check out the Japanese promotions. They have wonderful women like, wrestlers. Like Stardom? Stardom. Even FMW and Big Japan. You have women wrestling in electrified barbed wire, explosives. All sorts. It, it, it's been a while since you brought up. You know, you said you keep up on the local channels. There's uh, was it Women of Wrestling? Wow, there's are they still around? Yeah, yep. yeah. What channel are they on again? Uh, CW. CW. Are they? They're still doing a pretty solid job. It's an hour of wrestling. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, is it still a pretty solid promotion? Are you liking it what is, they're doing? It, well, some of the storylines are kind of cheesy, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I tune into Wow every week just to watch some wrestling because I don't have cable and I don't have internet. <laughs> hey, well, if you just got an antenna, it's something something to take. And any current uh, or former WWE or TNA AEW ladies on there? Uh, AJ Lee was doing uh, the commentary, co- for, a commentary yeah. for a while. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Robert, I know you we were talking before the show. I know you said you went to a couple of TNA wrestling shows and they always do meet and greets at their shows. I went to one of them when they were in town once. Uh, you, you had a chance to meet some of the TNA wrestlers. I know you said you met one of the TNA knockouts. I met um, Madison Rain and at the time, well, we named our young, uh, my oldest daughter after Madison Rain because we wanted to name it Madison and we were thinking of a good um, middle name and then we decided to do that. So I walked up to her and I asked her to sign an autograph to my daughter, who was two months at the time. And I was like, yeah, me and my wife named my daughter after you. And she looked at me straight in the face and goes, that is the worst pickup line I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's man. hilarious. That's hilarious. I, uh... Yeah, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, like, I'm like, yeah, my pickup lines usually don't ever include my wife. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> Oh, but man. she signed it to Madison Rain from Madison Rain, so oh, it was pretty man. cool. So, absolutely, dude, like that's my, awesome. My cousin, uh, he named his kid O'Neill because he's a big Shaquille O'Neal fan. So he named his son, his firstborn son, O'Neill. Hey, everyone's got their reasons, yeah. And oh man, that's that, that, that's amazing. Did you show did you show her a photo of your daughter then? I did not. Oh, okay. She didn't ask for one, but yeah, she just said it was the worst pickup oh. line she's ever heard. Well, you so. know, the, the, I, I, uh, I, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if he was in TNA or not, but Dale and I almost met Fonzie, oh. Bill Alfonso. <laughs> we were walking out of a, a Time Bomb wrestling event. Yep. And Fonzie was like right behind us, and he's like all covered in blood. And it's oh, like, yeah. I really wanted to go talk to him and just say, I'm a fan of yours. But. He was bleeding everywhere, and he looked really sick because of yeah. He did a big, he did like a big like 
12, 15 minute walk and hardcore walk and brawl. It was. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's. I don't think he was ever in TNA, but I know who you're talking about because ECW. Yeah. But I don't I think. Was, I was, did he maybe do a cameo with RVD for a pay per view? He or might something, have. Or he the, might have, but I don't ever remember. You know, RVD is a comedian now. Yeah. No, he Yo. still wrestles on AEW. I think yeah. he's actually wrestling this Wednesday on AEW. I guess you know, RVD, he had a run with TNA. He, he was, he was the, very good in TNA. Yeah. He was wrestling for them at the house show that I went to in town here. Oh, yeah. Sabu yep. was also a member of TNA, if I yes, remember. Yes, he right. was a member. Or, or Robert, I guess you could fill us in more. I remember seeing it kind of at the time. I was still kind of keeping up with TNA at the time, but they had their, their answer when WWE relaunched ECW. They did EV2. They did, yes, and they had like quite a bit of the ones. They had like Sandman was there and... You know, they still have, like, Rhino and Dreamer on their roster still, so... Well, yeah, Rhino and Dreamers. People like Dreamer yeah. and Rhino have gone more toward the independent scene. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of the wrestlers, you know, that were part of these big promotions just decided just to be independent, you know, and... Like, Brian Keith. I saw Brian Keith on AEW, but a few months ago, I saw him at a Time Bomb Wrestling show. And I think, like, one some of Bully Ray's best work... Has been in TNA yeah. when he was Bully Ray, when he was yeah. the bad guy, when he was at the head of the Aces and Eights, and yeah, he got in amazing shape, and yeah. and he just he was like the leader of the, like that biker gang. I, I know I hear yeah, a lot Aces of people say yeah. they're one of the most. Would you say they're probably like your favorite faction in TNA wrestling? Yeah, that or the main event mafia. Well, yeah. I know those two both yeah. got a lot of acclaim. Yeah, yes. yeah, Aces and Eights had a great run, and they had, they did that great gradual reveal. Yes, they did. Here, here's something I don't get. I'm just gonna put it, put it out there. There's like so many different factions that are like so closely named to each other like the gun club mm-hmm. then there's the bullet club yeah and then you had the gun club being part of the was it the, the golden or no was it the golden elite is or not or what the current elite in aew with uh uh um oh gosh i'm blanking on his name the f- former new japan champion oh they're the bullet Bullet Club, uh, a current bang current, bang bullet club, yeah, bang bang bullet club, yeah. But now they're with the now they're with that claim, so now they're like the what is it, the scissor oh. scissor scissor gang club or something like. I that? hate oh, I hate the acclaimed. But oh, we, I can't. We, we we digress. We should hit up a couple more of these uh, impact TNA moments. Robert, Sorry. what's another one that what stands out to you? That one that Elix Skipper. I don't know if you remember that oh, when he yes. walked the cage. Yeah. Did he get drunk? Like became a drunk after a while, and he was like always drinking. I don't think it, I not on wrestling, not on the actual show. No, I'm I, I'm not piecing anything together from that. Maybe someone else you may be thinking of. Uh, but yeah, why don't you fill us in on how that went down, Robert? Well, he was like there was a three uh, triple threat cage match, and he climbed on the other side. Then he walks across the cage and does it like a hurricanrana off the top of the cage down on that. You know that was yeah. pretty crazy. It was a crazy spot, especially, you know, because you could fall and get hurt, and that was probably their best spot ever, you yeah. know, so. He walked it like, he walked the top of a cage like a, like a trapeze. Yes. And, and it was like, not just like a foot or two, it was like about a No, good... he walked the whole side of a mm-hmm. cage and then did a hurricanrana off of it. I think it was to James Storm, if I remember yeah. I correctly. I want to say it was like Triple X versus... Yeah, uh, it was Triple X, it was... America's Most Wanted? Maybe yes, yeah. yeah, it was triple X. So, and you remember for that while TNA, yeah. Speaking of the six sides of steel, uh, TNA did that the the lockdown pay per view. All every yes. match was a cage match. The entire show, I got all the lockdown pay per views on DVD, and almost <laughs> there'd be like five people getting busted open. And then they had it. that one where it wasn't elect. When he went, when he was talking about an electrifying cage match, remember they had the one that was electrifying. Like it was, um, they had an electric one that was like. 
America's Most Wanted against somebody else, and I can't remember who it was. I but got, go ahead, Icky. What I do got you got? Two words for you for women wrestlers in this promotion: Awesome Kong. Oh yeah, she had a hell of a she. She was like the you know, she was like the current. Uh, she was the then version of Nia Jax for TNA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the unstop their their version of the irresistible force. Yes, she was. Yeah, she was a really good, like, big wrestler at that time. So, well, what you know, I, I asked Dale if we could say this on the air, but anybody here remember ODB? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, ODB. Yes, ODB. Yeah, yeah, because she's she had quite the run in TNA. I know she, she did, and then like Tessa Blanchard before. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard. You know, she was the world heavyweight champion for. Her. Yeah, for it was a little bit because she she won it like right before COVID, and then COVID happened. She was stuck in Mexico, so she had to. And then also, the she, that's when all those things began. All those things started coming out about her being the bad person and like the racist oh, yeah. things. So. Well, yeah, they tried to do cancel culture on her, and like, well, then that was right when COVID was happening. And then she ended up being stuck in Mexico, so she had to give up the title anyways. So. Yes, and then she she got dealt a bad deck, but she at least got to have that moment. I, yes. hate, I, hate, yeah. I hate it when you have things where the the uh, the. The champion hasn't been pinned, and for like things like that, like they can't make it to the show or something like that, and they're stripped of the title. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. They should retain the title until they are either pinned or submit from, you know, in a legal match. Yeah. Yes, I think they wanted to fire her though, so that was you know because a lot she was supposedly a racist or whatever, and then they tried to get rid of her. Well, they use cancel culture all the time, and they it's, do. It's ridiculous. Well, TNA had a faction called Cancel Culture where <laughs> the leader ended up getting canceled, and he was he was unceremoniously not used on TV again. Wasn't Myth- Cactus Jack in TNA for a while? He was. Yep. Oh, Mick Foley. Yeah, it was yeah. after he retired. I think he bought some. Like I think he. Like he, I think he came in as a stockholder in the company, whatever. Like he bought some supposed some stocks in the company. And well, riddle me this: he won the world title, I believe, right? All, yeah. All these like wrestlers, like Jeff Jarrett and Sting and and uh, all the rest of them, multiple concussions. They said they should never wrestle again, but yet they they come back to a promotion that they're not from and they wrestle. I I read. Uh, Mick Foley's biography from his uh, his one, his biography focused on his run in TNA, the countdown to lockdown, and he even admitted in there he's like I shouldn't have been wrestling. He said his training went bad, he kept getting injured, and he had some matches he regretted with Ric Flair when Ric Flair went there after he retired, and those were yeah just some um, you know well past their their prime. Yes. Sting's gonna retire soon. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. Sting had a great run in TNA. Yeah, Sting had a great run in TNA. Yeah, so. yeah, a lot of good feuds like. Samoa Joe was probably his best yeah. one. So. Oh, did, is Samoa Joe still the AEW champion now? I believe yes. so, yeah. I think he's only defended it once. Yeah, he just won it not well, too long ago. he's going to fight Hook, I think. was He already fought Hook. Yep. Yeah, he's, he, he fought Hook, Hook yeah. once already, so I don't know if he'll it's fight got, him again. Wasn't Speaking of Hook, wasn't Taz in TNA for a while? Yeah. He was their announcer, and then he was like, he was the announcer. He never wrestled in TNA. He was their announcer for the longest that's, time. That, yeah. Of course, that's Hook's father. Yes. Yeah, he was. A, he was. A, yeah, he was a good announcer. He, you know, he replaced. Don, I, I feel bad that he replaced Don West because Don West was awesome. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Don West. And you know, Mike Tenay, Don West were the main announcers for the first like almost decade of TV. Yes, they were there for the longest time. And then eventually, Mike Tenay got replaced. Now they kind of got. Uh, was it? Uh, 
uh, his real name now. Oh, Aiden, Aiden English. I forget his real name. He goes by now. And uh, oh yeah, oh, what is his name? Yeah. Oh, and, and the uh, another former WWE announcer uh, was that Rob uh, Hennigan, or I'm probably getting the name yes. mixed up there. Yes, song is well, we gotta get kind of ready to. All right. Well, why don't we all do uh, maybe one more moment each here, and then okay. we'll wrap it up. Icky, Sounds do you got good. one more last moment of Tina you'd like to talk about? How about the barbed wire match between Sabu and Banderas? I think his name was. Did Sabu have a barbed wire match in TNA wrestling? I'm trying to remember. I remember he had the one with um, Abyss. Abyss. I don't remember another one with them. I remember he had one with uh, Abyss. But I'm not, there I was like like Antonio Banderas or something like that, or uh, Antonio, he, had, he had that like that makeup that that like. Are you thinking makeup. that WSX wrestler? Uh, yeah, but he wrestled in TNA he, for a while. Okay. Too. Oh, okay, I don't remember that I one. I remember yeah. the one where he did with Abyss, and Abyss got his arm completely cut off. That so. was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, I'm good a big stuff. fan of the blood and mayhem. So. Yes, Robert. Another one last TNA moment for you. Well, mine probably the. Uh, well, you know what a lot of people consider the greatest triple threat match of all time was Samoa Joey, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. That yeah. uh, that match was really good. So Daniels is awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's one the X. We haven't really gave love for the X division yet. They're yes, like, that was quote that. unquote. They're a cruiserweight division, but they said the only limit is no limits. Yes, and that was probably one of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. If people want to track that down, I think you can find it on their archive in the full match in its entirety off. YouTube. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can find it's, it off YouTube because was it's it probably from like 2005, 2005, 2006. Yeah. It's the match that Will Ospreay. Says made him become a wrestler. I want to say sacrifice was a pay per view was on, right? Does that sound yeah. about right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, that was a great match. I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess for me, you know, we, we haven't really touched on it yet. I'll, I'll just say, uh, I'll kind of make do a little two parter. Uh, TNA for the longest time, and they kind of introduced it in and out throughout its existence. The six sided ring. It had the six sides there for uh, probably a majority of its existence. Really switched up. I know a lot of wrestlers kind of complained about it a little bit, saying it took a while for them to get used to. But I thought it really made it stand out when flipping through the channels. And uh, I guess one last uh, uh, TNA moment to touch on. You know, you're talking about having wrestlers uh, beyond uh, give up the title who shouldn't have the title. You know, not vacant. But I think one part. Uh, one moment where they should have vacated the title instead of having them go through the match was when Jeff Hardy showed up to work in no condition to compete oh, yes. against Sting. And uh, so the two got in the ring. Jeff Hardy was very, very on, you know, very not in any condition to work. He was on some kind of substances or something, and he was like stumbling to the ring. And Eric Bischoff came out to the ring before the match, changed the booking of the match right before right before the ring introductions. And and Sting just quickly gave his finisher to to Jeff Hardy. And this was at the main event of a pay-per-view that people paid like, like 30, 40 bucks for. Oh, yeah. And it, instead of getting like a 15, 20-minute pay-per-view main event match, it was just a one-minute quick squash. And definitely one of the more infamous moments in TNA wrestling. Yes, definitely yeah. one of the most infamous ones. Yeah, so that's, that's one last one for me. But... Gosh, Robert, we, we covered so much ground, and there's so much more to cover. Would you maybe be up for sometime down the line, a few months down the line, coming on for a part two? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Icky, Thank you. I think we got a lot more to cover on TNA Wrestling, right? Yeah. 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 Gosh, man, I even brought visual aids, and I forgot. I'm going to throw one quick visual aid up. You remember this? TNA Impact, the video game. Hey, it's better than the AEW video game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I like the AEW. Yeah, the oh. Ultimate X match. But this this video game was just responsible for the wrestler Suicide being a, a original creation for the video game, the masked wrestler Suicide, and that you play their story mode with, and that they made him into an actual wrestler on the TNA roster. And they even had to change his name once because, like, should we have a wrestler, really have a wrestler named Suicide? And uh, it... And it 
it led to the infamous. You can look it up. This actually existed. He wrestled another TNA wrestler on the roster. You look it up. There's this match actually exists. Suicide versus homicide. Yes. Yes. That's hilarious. Yes. yes. Womp womp womp. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, made us made me forget about Kurt Angle's run when you showed that. You had a great run there yeah. too. So well, we got so much more to cover for our part two. Uh, Icky, uh, what do you got for us? All right, we are going to have a shout out for our friends at Executive Properties. All right. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right. Well, uh, that was Weird Wrestling. Stay weird, Grand Forks, and we're going to be talking about Pet Cemetery Bloodlines next week on Weird Cinema. Peace out.